Tanya for the 8th of Cheshvan, the first story. The Rebbe Rashab and his older brother Raza used to play a game. Well, they used to play games when they were younger. And I guess unlike regular children who play regular games, they, their father was a Rebbe, their grandfather was a Rebbe. The Rebbe Rashab was to become a Rebbe later on. So their natural game was to play Chosid and Rebbe. So the, the, because the Raza was the older son, the, he would he would a lot of the times in the stories he would be the rebbe, and they um, so the the rebbe Rashab came into you know a pretend audience with his older brother and he said what is a Jew, so his older brother answered him a Jew is fire. So he so the rebbe Rashab asked her, you know they were very young kids so he asked a very obvious question he said if a Jew is fire, then how come when I touch you I don't get burnt. If you're fire, it would be dangerous. So his older brother asked him, he said, you're also fire. And fire doesn't burn when it touches other fire. And that's the story, a very profound story. The Tanya so far is dealing with the, the, the question of what is tired. That, that is essentially what's up for discussion. And the, the Zoya is being quoted and loads of questions asked on it. And then yesterday we answered that we started answering the questions, started answering the questions. And the the one of the things that we got from it is that Torah is Malchus. Torah comes from the level of Malchus, Malchus of, of Atzilos, which is connected with in a complete unity with God. And because it's completely uni- unified with God, all of Torah, which means even and Mishnayas and, and of course Zoya is all 100% connected with God, completely unified with God, and therefore all the tree of life. So why does the Zoya seem to imply that different the other parts of Torah might be the tree of good and evil? So I'll have explained, oh, because it deals with topics of good and evil. And the question is, well, how is it possible that something that's so fine and, and refined is able to deal with things as, as unpure as, as a mixture of good and evil? And that's where today's discussion comes. It's rather long. We're going to move quite quickly in order to finish it within the time limit. Now, the problem, of course, is that one of the questions, and also a general fact, we know that different parts of Torah come from different levels. We just said in yesterday's Tanya, where does Torah come from? We this blanket rule. Torah comes from Malchus, the lowest level of Atzillus, the highest world. But hold up, we have so many sources that say it comes from different locations, whether Mishnah or um, 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 what are the different ones we, we mentioned now so far? Um, Mishnayas is what we're talking about right now. Yeah, Mishnayas comes from the world of Machetes. So the, that's the third world. That's the lowest level of the third world. We, we just said yesterday that comes from the lowest level of the first world. That's not going to know. What happens is, is that the, the third world has inside of it invested inside it. Or it's being clothed by the lowest level of the second world. And that in turn is being enclosed by the, the lowest level of the first world, which in turn is being enclosed by the unlimited energy, the unlimited light of God. So when we say Mishnah, it means the drop-off point. The start of Torah, of course, is in the lowest level of the highest world. But it travels and it goes on a journey. And by the time it expresses itself as a Mishnah, well, at that point, it's, in, it's already in Malchus Diyatia. 
the third world. But tell them, Mash Amar is the Mikra, the Haim of Tayyash, was Sabu Basia. Another question. It says, we know that the Arizal writes that the Torah itself, what level is the Torah itself? The Torah itself is the lowest level of the fourth world. This world is where Torah comes from. The actual Torah, when you open up a Torah scroll, that Torah comes from the lowest level, the lowest world, the lowest level of the lowest world. So the question is, well, hold up. Not only does that seem to run counter to everything we know, the Torah is the holiest thing. You know, you have a Sefer Torah, it goes on top. You can't sell Sefer Torah to buy any other books. You can sell other books to buy his Torah. There's so much precedence that the Torah is greater. But even more simply, it says, open a Zoya, open up to the Arizal. The Arizal himself says that where does Torah, the actual Torah, come from? Those, they come from Zer Anpin of Atzilos, which means Tiferes. Tiferes, which means Zer Anpin of Atzilos, which means not only is it not the lowest of the highest, but it's even higher than that. So make up your mind. Where is the origin of Torah? Where does Torah's actual origin come from? Being the tree of, of, of good and evil, we're going to explain that's definitely off the table. But now let's try to understand exactly where does Torah come from? So what does it mean? It means that the origin of the actual Torah itself comes from high within the highest world. And then it travels to Malchus, the lowest of the highest world, and then in turn keeps on traveling down and down. And by the time it reveals itself as the Torah that we know, it's traveled all the way to, Mal- to Malchus of Asiya, the lowest level, the lowest world, and then it reveals itself. Now, it's the basic English of that world, just to clarify. But yes, but still, Malchus of Asiya. So you, you open up the Sefer HaKavanis, HaKavanis, and in Sefer HaKavanis it says all Torah comes from Atzilus. So what, so, what is our result, what, what is our result talking about when the result says that different Torah comes from different um, places? But it, it journeys down. It all starts in Chachma, and oh, as we're going to mention, it starts in Chachma, makes its way to Malchus, and then it goes on a journey. Mishnah stops. And it, it, what we have revealed as a Mishnah is that energy, the Torah energy, as it just cut off in the in the in the world of Bria, the second world, and then just that's it came down to over here. And Mishnah is very very refined in that way. Torah, on the other hand, keeps on traveling, traveling. Oh, Mishnah Adi So Mikra goes into Lasia. Mishnah Adi Yitzira, the Talmud of Bria, and the Gemara is in Bria. Sorry. So what happens is that in order for us to have the ability to, to elevate things and to redeem the sparks, the Shreya Sakelem, which we're not going to get into, but we've got to keep moving. But the point is there are sparks that need to be elevated, and that's done through Torah. Torah gives our ability, travels down all the way down to here in order for us to enable it to be redeemed. Very similar to the same theme we talked about in letter number 25 in the previous very long letter. And exactly the same topic, the, the Shechina travels down, Shechina, Torah, Malchus, all the same thing. Again, this, this letter and the previous one are very, very interconnected, very similar themes. It travels down until it comes down to this world, and we have the incredible ability to use Torah, utilize it as a tool to elevate things in this world and elevate Torah. Torah itself also has this idea of Golos, has the idea of, of the Shekhinah being trapped in, in its non-purest form. And what happens is by us elevating it, 
it, it's to the detriment of whatever needs to be elevated because we use Torah, we learn Torah, elevating it to the detriment of, of, of the, the impurity that's, that's capturing it, per se. That's, this is all point number one of today's time. Now let's move to the next point. And this is meaning, this is, explains what, what, it's, what we say in the Zayah. We said, during the times of Golos, the Tamid HaChamim, who are compared to um, Shabbos and Yom Tov, they're compared to pure spirituality, they are getting um, um, their energy, they're getting supported by people that are called the weekday, people that are, that are, that are not the Shabbos in the spiritual form of God. What happens during exile, and this includes during the times of the basic English law, but all of exile, the, the negativity in this world is eating from the purity from the holiness, from the Shekhinah, let's call it. The Shekhinah goes into everything. I mean, that was a very strong theme of the previous letter as well. And the Tamina Kham, their job is to, to elevate it, to distill it, to, to filter it. For us, and they learn Torah, and they elevate the sparks that, of the journey of the Torah down, and the Torah in this purest form, in Chachma, comes down to Malchus, and then the Malchus of the, se- of the second world, the Malchus of the third world, Malchus of the fourth world, and now the Tamina Kham go through the Torah, they're learning it continuously, and they're elevating it, and therefore they focus the majority of their time on learning Gemara, learning Mishnah, because they need to, they need to learn through this to elevate it, to distill it, to purify it, to, to make it pure. Nowadays, during the time of exile, our job is to refine the world. Now, we know about refining the world, we're eating an apple. That's a very strong theme in the Italian. But what's interesting about what's what's uh, what's mind blowing in this letter is I'll saying this happens also in Torah. When we learn Torah, we're able to elevate the Torah. Nowadays, during exile, what do we do? We deal with topics that have that distilling process necessary, that have the evil and the good mixed in after the sin of Adam Arishan. And now what we need was spread it apart, break it apart, and elevate it. So why do we focus our time on Gemara? That's why you have people like Rishim Ayachai who spent their life dedicated to Gemara, dedicated to Mishnah, because their job was to distill, was to process this Torah and, and elevate it. In order to elevate what's pure and what's what's permissible, what's freeable, I'll use a non-English word to explain, what's trapped, what's unfreeable, and what's impure. Through intelligence, intellect, through a person sitting down with a Gemara and breaking his head over it, what he's doing is he's redeeming the purity and discarding the impurity and we're separating from the impurity. He knows that the comes from wisdom, from and it's through Chachma itself that you can extract. Chachma is pure. Chachma is untouchable. It's a topic again to the letter, um, 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 chapter number 25 of the Tanya and 19 to 25 where we talk about the power of Chachma, this pure piece of untouchable and untouched godliness. Chachma is, is not able to be impacted. This whole journey of the, the tree of good and evil, this, this, this separating Chachma is what we use to pull apart the tree of good and evil and enable it to be purified. So what happens is that this Chachma gets injected in Malchus of Atzilus, which is the Torah. And then it starts to travel down and 
in Kabbalah terminology, Chachma being the father, Yisad Barta begets the daughter, he gives birth to founds, gives birth to the daughter, and the daughter being Malchus of the world of Atzilus, which is the level of Torah. Chachma comes from Torah. And with Silbesh is the Malchus of Yitzira, which then in turn injects itself into the Malchus of, of Yitzira, or Bria, and then Yitzira. But Soid, so what happens is it starts to travel. It's untouchable and untouched, and it makes its way down, and then it it, it gets atta- it gets things attached to it that are negativity. Things well, let's call it the the the, the good and evil, and at that point it comes down to this world, and we open a gemara dealing with with. Topics that are, you know, a, a cow and a, and an and a ox and a donkey and switching and property and all this physicality and the we have the ability to process, refine this information using chachma, using a tool of chachma of wisdom, and 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 able to elevate it. Okay, now you like that explains. And you can understand something even far more remarkable. What happens in the heavens when we learn Torah? For now, we just, oh yeah, we learn Torah, very nice, we connect to Hashem. But it's not, it's, of course, that's, that is the ultimate of it, but it's not, it's, it happens to be there's more going on in the, in the picture. In the heavens, what we do, our actual effect, more than just, than, than just you know, connecting to Hashem through Torah, which that should be enough, we're also creating a massive impact by the Torah that we're learn, learning, because Torah has gone through its own little version of, of, of Galos, let's call it, and we're distilling the Shechina straight from it. Before what was indeed consumed before a person learned this Torah, and then they sit down, break the head of Allah, and try to understand what's really going on in the, in the most physical elements within Torah, that what the person does is he suddenly elevates this halacha that's trapped within all its um, physical um, um, trappings and all its potential connection to what is negative, because remember, Torah itself is not negative, but what is negative, because Torah discusses much of that, and now it's suddenly freed. Shahatam we didn't understand what was going on so there was also the, there was a negative a negative element that people didn't you didn't understand or people in general didn't understand what does this halacha mean and you sit and break your head over it for months and years like the famous story of the of the base yosef and and then at some point it's freed you say, I get it. Now the halacha makes sense. And you tell me, listen, this is, what, this is what you need to do in this particular scenario. What was clouded in so much ambiguity, negative ambiguity, because it wasn't clear, it wasn't shining, it wasn't understandable, is now understood. You just redeemed Torah. It's an amazing idea. Why is it? Why was it clouded? Why do we not understand? Because Chachma went on a journey, a very negative journey, where it, it, it got clouded. It went to Golos through the Breaking of the vessels, which again is a topic of its own. The Haim Sham, the Hinus Golosh, a clip of Shotumalem, a Malam Hakmat, a Hakmatem, a Lady of Tim, was a Shot Ram Hemish, a Kushi in the Sutra. And what happens is this Terry gets in a deep state of exile. The, the, the Zoya says that a question comes from the negative side. Now, of course, questions are the basis of Terra, but that's exactly the point. When things are not understood and it requires a question at that point, that halacha is entrapped within, in a deep state of Golosh. 
When you then break your head through Chachma, utilizing Chachma, which itself is in the Galos, but utilizing, you're able to free it. So when you learn Torah, in addition to all the amazing things that happen, that the time is already elaborated in great length, in addition to that, you're creating an incredible redemption for the Torah itself. It's no longer in Galos. It's no longer trapped by the Sitrach, by impurity, but now Torah is free. It's a brilliant idea. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. 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 Thank you.